0: it is that time of year again. The Blues are back in the playoffs, so we're bringing back the Blues Plus podcast uh, here at Five on Inside. Side. I'm Corey Miller, here right now with Hannah Yates as we're talking round robin. Uh, as we record this, the Blues have played two games, still waiting for that third one against the Stars coming up on Sunday. Uh, I'm just happy to have hockey back. Hannah, I know how much you love hockey. The last week has been just a dream. And I'm not a guy who would casually watch teams that weren't the Blues, but I'm binging pretty much everything right now. I'm watching hockey like eight hours a day. Well, okay, I'm working, but I've got hockey on in the background eight hours a day.
1: I'm on the exact same page as you. I've been watching hockey nonstop. And I feel like everyone is just going to take in anything they can get right now. It's kind of funny because I even have family members who were never big hockey fans before. And we're never really watching any team outside of the Blues. But everyone wants to get as whatever they can out of sports right now.
0: So we're recording this on Friday night. I just watched uh, the Coyotes beat the Predators in an awesome game. There's been a bunch of awesome games. The Blues have been involved in two interesting games so far. We'll get to that. But first things first, uh, obviously, this postseason is weird. The Blues are up in Edmonton because of COVID 19. The entire Western Conference is in Edmonton playing their playoff games. The Eastern Conference in Toronto. The Stanley Cup final is going to be in Edmonton, no matter who's playing in it, uh, in a bubble. So, COVID 19 cannot infiltrate. That's the plan. And right now, It is working amazingly. They haven't had anybody test positive since they started their most recent phase. And it it just looks, everything's going off without a hitch. And Gary Bettman is like the most popular commissioner of sports. It's a wild time.
1: Oh yeah, I think that it's, going to be great for the sport of hockey as a whole. I feel like that's what people have talked about, especially the players. When you have this on all the time, you see how the league is structured. You see also the mannerisms and the attitudes of these players. Being in a bubble is not ideal, especially a lot of them are from Canada granted, but a lot of them have their homes and their families in St. Louis, in the hometowns that they're playing in, going back to Canada to be in this bubble for who knows how long and you really like, you have some stuff to do, but not that much, but it's been working well for them. And I think it's great for the sport of hockey as a whole, all of this excitement that's surrounding it.
0: I'll say this, like you said, I mean, it's, none of this is ideal. Everybody would like the fans. Everybody would like their home cities. That's part of what makes hockey so great, especially the blues energy they had at home last year was so cool, uh, but they're making the best of it. And NHL is the model right now. Obviously, the NBA is doing the bubble too, and they're they're doing pretty well. But the NHL's got like great food options. The players have been shouting out. They've got entertainment for them. Uh, it's like a hockey fantasy camp. I, I, that's what I look at look at it like. Uh, like I'm sure when these guys were younger and they were playing juniors and stuff, they went away for a weekend or a week or whatever and kind of were like isolated and it was all hockey all the time and you were just with the guys all the time in this kind of fantasy scenario and that's what it feels like. I bet these guys feel like they're 12, 13 years old again.
1: Oh, 100%. And it's kind of funny because even some of them have talked about the pools that they have there. You know, on an off day, you can just go and sit in the pool or sit poolside and it's still closed off and it's (laughs) safe for them. And I think it's just kind of creating a unique atmosphere but like you said I feel like they were raised this way it's ingrained in them and and hockey's kind of different that way most of them you know high school is the final step and they're off or even before that as teenagers they go and play in a different league in Canada if they're from the United States there's so many different options and you kind of just get used to this lifestyle and it's, so far it's working
0: and you know one of the funny things i guess about this i was watching the broadcast they said the blues uh, we're gonna get to some blue stuff here uh the blues while they had the number one seed in the west and it's not necessarily gonna pay off when it comes to the games apparently they got the best hotel because they had the most points in the west when the season ended which i found hilarious and actually a pretty good idea apparently the blues are the closest team they got nice accommodations. All the coaches have suites, so I thought that was pretty funny.
1: No, one hundred percent. You know what's weird about it all is they are in the hotel that is directly connected to one of the practice facilities. There's two practice facilities that they've split the Western Conference teams into. Somehow though, the Blues have gotten assigned to the practice facility that's actually 25 minute drive outside of the bubble, completely closed off to the public and whatnot. But the irony of it all is hilarious. Top team in the Western Conference and the hotel connected to it. Somehow they leave the bubble, but hasn't seemed to affect them so far.
0: So let's get to some uh, Blues talk. Like we said, Blues finished the season most points in the West trying to defend the Stanley Cup. But now we're in the thick of a a round robin. They got one more game left as we record this on Friday night. And uh, it's safe to say things have not gone great so far. And the level of concern is starting to rise among the fan base who uh, were pretty hyped up to see this team. I mean, that long layoff, it was always going to be tough. I am very thankful that they came up with this round-robin scenario so the Blues have a chance to play these games before they hop right into a first round. Because uh, uh, Ruby and a lot of the guys have said they just need games. Alex Petrangelo said uh, we, practicing is not the same. we got to play games. we got to play games. They're getting those games. Not look great so far, but I think they just got to keep playing.
1: 100 percent you know people are saying well this is the team that won the stanley cup last year yes well this is also the team who had a terrible start to the season and was last place in the national hockey league and then happened to turn it around little after halfway through the season to make that run and win the stanley cup title but i, I think it's going to be kind of the same thing this team knows its identity it may not have a perfect start so far it's been two games of round-robin play, one exhibition play a game so far. And I think that the Blues are going to start to turn things on. Um, I think that their struggles so far. There's definitely some sort of a level of concern, and mostly that concern's on defense. And I think something else to remember, you're talking about the Vegas Golden Knights, who are top in their division. You're talking about the Colorado Avalanche, who are unbelievable. You're, you're coming out for your first round-robin game, and you have to take on a Nathan McKinnon. Arantan, a Skog. I mean, these guys are ridiculous. They're some of the fastest in the National Hockey League. And after four months plus without skating on the ice in a game-like situation, it's not easy. People say, okay, well, the exhibition game as well. Yeah, that was the first time of any sort of regulation play after months off. But I think that Jumping to a conclusion, it's way too early to do so. I think that these guys will continue to progress, and I think it will be a different situation when they get into the playoffs against teams that aren't some of the absolute best in the National Hockey League.
0: One more thing, looking back before we look forward a bit, uh, at that first round-robin game against Colorado, 500-side uh, sports director Frank Cusimano and I talked about this on the last episode of the uh, Sports Plus podcast. Losing with 0.1 seconds to the Avalanche in the first game of the playoffs. I tweeted this. If last year wouldn't have happened, that would have felt just like another kick in the face. Like, oh my gosh, here's another Blues heartbreak. It's all starting again. Uh, but this team bucked that trend, and it's just more adversity to add to the pile. So I wasn't too – I mean, I was kind of standing there shocked and like, how, how does this happen? But I wasn't overly concerned when I saw – and lose on that first game, or in that first game with 0.1 seconds left, as I would have been maybe a couple years ago.
1: Right, and the Colorado Avalanche are a cup contender. I mean, that team's ridiculous. They have some of the top-tier talent in the league. They're incredibly quick, and the Blues didn't play their best, and I think that that was the first game out. I mean, it, it was a tough matchup, and I was like, well, that didn't go as planned. That wasn't great, but at the same time, I mean, it was it was a heartbreaking situation, but it's nothing to fret about. I think that the Blues are going to be fine moving forward. I don't think that that was a game that really changed your mind too much about this team, especially being in round robin play.
0: Let's look ahead a little bit now uh, for the game against Vegas. Vladimir Tarasenko and Robert Thomas did not dress after the game. Uh, Baruby said, "Try to just he got right out in front of it." Tarasenko, nothing to worry about. Didn't really specify as. Hockey
1: tends to do. I think, you know, the thing with Vladimir Tarasenko, it's kind of a tough situation because he had so much time off. He hadn't actually played a game since October. Granted, he was able to skate with the team. But like you mentioned, Craig Berube kind of talking about these situations as well as saying, you know, it's going to take him some time maybe to even build up that confidence to be ready to go with that shoulder to go in full game force. And then you have a Robert Thomas who you've switched over to playing center after he played wing. For the entire time that he's been up in the National Hockey League, he was brought up as a centerman. And so now you put him back into that situation with a, a Tyler Bozak and a Sammy on that third line, which that line has never played together. And then you miss him. And it's just this constant rotation now. And so when you're missing some of these players, it breaks that chemistry. And that's one of the things that the Blues have had working for them is all of that line chemistry. That's why they are the way they are. You see that second line propelling and and David Perron, and I'm sure we'll get to that as well. But they have that chemistry. And when that's broken in this mix, I feel like you're kind of seeing the results of that already in some of these games.
0: That's true. And David Perron hasn't missed a beat. That line with uh, Ryan O'Reilly's ex-Sanford. Excuse me. Still humming right along, it appears. Uh, the Blues are also going to be without Ivan Barbashev for a little while. as He has left the bubble to be there for the birth of his first child, of course. Uh, we would expect him to do so. Uh, but he's one of those guys that brings the intensity, brings the spark. And that's a spark Craig Berube talked about after the last game of how these guys have to get on the level they know they can get to, uh, a spark and an intensity, even in these round-robin games and as the playoffs progress. Here's what Coach Baruvey had to say after the game against Vegas.
1: Coming into this into this uh, playoffs here, um, this round robin, I don't, you know, I'm not sure that you know our guys, uh, you know, have really brought the intensity to the first two games that's needed. I think in the Colorado game there was there was good spurts of it at times, but um, you know right now. Um, the these two games i think that uh, the other teams have been more competitive and more hungry than we have um, you know whether we thought it was going to be easy coming in here you know in these round robin games but uh, you know for me they're you know they're compet they're pretty competitive teams we both we played here both both of them and uh, our compete level has to come way up
0: okay so we know the blues need to ratchet it up a little bit uh, i'd like to show it against the stars here it'd be nice to get At least a point here in the round, Robin. Uh, It looks like they're going to be in one of those uh, last couple spots there of the top four, though. So they're going to get one of the better seats coming out. We don't quite know who it's going to be yet. We'll get to that in a second. But, Hannah, if I had to ask you right now on a 1 to 10 scale, what's your level of concern for the Blues?
1: I mean, a 10 being a high concern, correct? Yes. Yes. So if 10 is me being very concerned, I'm probably a three right now, honestly. And I know that seems low. Maybe it seems high to an extent, just given that it's just two games of regulation play in round robin. But I'm just, I'm not concerned. I know that what this team is capable of. I think everyone knows what this team is capable of. Granted, there's a couple of changes in the lineup as opposed to last season. We've talked about D being a concern. You talked about Justin Falk. And that pairing him with Bortuzzo has been a question mark. Hopefully see Vince done in the mix more often. And you can kind of see things get back to normal a little bit that way. But I'm just not concerned at this point. I think that you're missing some key players, like you mentioned, the fourth line setting the tone. It does make a difference, even a fourth line guy. And so I think the Blues are going to get right back into the swing of things here soon.
0: I'm kind of along those same lines. I probably put myself at like a four and a half. I'm going to cheat and give myself a half point. I do think, I think this game against the Stars is really important. I, not that I don't think they have to win. I think they got to look a lot cleaner. I think they got to bring that intensity that Chief was talking about. If they don't have it there, I will start to get a little more worried because if you enter that first first round uh, matchup against a team that's been humming in their first qualifier that they've already played, you could find yourself down a couple of games really quickly uh, before you even know it. So I would like to see Sunday uh, some more intensity from this team and just a cleaner game overall. And then I might have to adjust my level of concern. Okay, let's talk about, let's talk about some hypotheticals here. And as we're recording this, there's teams playing right now. We don't exactly know who's going to be in the first round yet. But if the Blues do end up in that last spot from the round robin, guys, they'll be playing the next highest-seeded team, which, I don't know, I guess really doesn't matter that much. We've seen uh, the Montreal Canadiens in the East. They were the 12th seed. They won. We, we've seen the Blackhawks. They could beat the Edmonton Oilers at uh, a 12-5 matchup. So seeding may be out the window. But, Hannah, if you didn't have to play one team, if you're the Blues, in this first round, who do you – want to avoid
1: I think it's kind of hard to tell at this point and even I don't know I mean it's just so tough like you would say oh you know it doesn't really matter if you play the Blackhawks because they've not really had a run in the past couple of years but then you see them in exhibition play and you always see a Patrick Kane and a Jonathan Taves who are absolute threats out on the ice you know I, I don't know if there's one team that I don't want to play at this point. I think the Blues have almost put themselves in a situation where it's just – it's so equal across the board in some of these games, and that's what I love about the National Hockey League. Um, I don't think that there's absolutely one team that I don't want to play um, at this point, but I do know what the Blackhawks can be capable of.
0: i, I tell you, a Blackhawks-Blues would be the most entertaining, even though it's not at either team's home – uh, home ice, and you wouldn't get the fan uh, participation part of it. But any time at Chicago at St. Louis, it'd be fun. But right now, if the Blackhawks end up beating the Oilers and taking uh, taking a spot in that first round, they're going to be filled with confidence. They're going to be coming in red hot. And they're going to be a really dangerous team to play. So I think uh, I would want to avoid them just from uh, just from a matchup perspective. If I thought was the Blues. I'll tell you. I kind of want to see him play Calgary because I think that would be a fun series uh, against Matthew Kachuk in that group. I think that would be pretty fun to watch too.
1: It would be, and it would be physical. And, uh, you know, you kind of forget that everything's in such a toss-up and the way that the teams you can play that you wouldn't typically play in this first round of the playoffs. And imagine a Calgary game, the physicality in that game. I mean, that, would, that whole series would just wear one of those teams down or both of them.
0: That's a good point. We saw that happen. Gosh, the Blues in 2016 just got worn out uh, and couldn't make it to the end. That's a good point. We don't, we don't want to see that happen this time. And a team like no. Calgary could definitely take it out of them.
1: 100%. I think every team brings a different aspect to the ice. Every single one. And I know something we talked about even before this and, and What's so weird in the hockey world right now is you're looking at some of these matchups for these these teams who are in the five-game series, and you have a Sidney Crosby and his team who may not make it to the first round. You have guys like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tate who are stepping up for the Blackhawks, but you have guys like Austin Matthews for the Toronto Maple Leafs who have struggled. Some of the top-tier league teams, and just like you mentioned, the Oilers could get beat out by the Blackhawks. You have a Connor McDavid on that team. It's just such a toss up right now. It's so hard to tell who's going to be fired up heading into the playoffs. It's just the way that hockey works.
0: All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this uh, first episode of 2020 uh, Blues Plus Podcast. Try and do these regularly, regularly, as there's new blues news coming out uh, throughout the playoffs, hopefully on another deep run. And uh, hopefully, we have another episode titled champs again and again. That's what we're all hoping for. Okay everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm Corey Miller with Anna Yates. Uh, we'll see you back in next time.